Well, it's official. I have signed the contract for and paid the satellite fees. I'm a syndicated radio show host starting Monday, 9 to noon. Yay! And then I'll be back here with you guys. From 4 to 6, you have me to yourself. You even have a different phone number, so you can call me special in the evening. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. It is Eric Erickson and Atlanta's Evening News here on 95 and 5 tenths WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk. We give it to you. All of it. Now, let us talk about what's happening in the state of Georgia before we get into anything else. The the, the hemp versus marijuana issue. Uh, for the longest time, the federal government has been treading carefully on hemp because it's very hard for law enforcement to determine uh, hemp versus marijuana. And now you've got the Gwinnett prosecutor, the, the solicitor, saying, you know what, We're until they clarify the law here in Georgia we're going to have a problem. One of the things you're noticing around the state right now is this rush uh, for CDB or CBDC oil, uh, which is a derivative from uh, can- cannabis oil, and it is not. So THC basically gives you the high that people smoke marijuana for. CBD does not, um, it, although it is somewhat unregulated, and there are some that will cause you uh, that, that have THC in them. It, it's a very wild, wild west scenario out there, but it's also wild, wild west in the law. The, the, law front, the legal front is rapidly outpacing, uh, or I guess I should say the distribution is outpacing the legal front. And the state is going to have to figure out something at some point. So the Gwinnett County prosecutor says until the state can clarify the law and whatnot, they don't want to do any more prosecutions. They, they really can't tell whether or not is someone has a hemp or whether or not they have marijuana, whether or not they're growing hemp or, or whether or not they are uh, growing marijuana. Uh, you know, you've got the situation. I actually find this hysterical. I, I should I actually feel really bad for the kid. Uh, if you haven't heard this story, the South Carolina prosecutors have now dropped charges against the Georgia Southern quarterback. Uh, the Georgia Southern quarterback, Shy Wirtz, uh, was arrested in South Carolina. He was pulled over in Saluda County, South Carolina for speeding, and prosecutors uh, he found a, a white substance on the hood of his car. They tested it for cocaine on the spot, and it tested positive for cocaine. And Shywartz told him it was it was they actually heard on the um, on the body cam saying, "I swear to God, that's bird doo doo." And the officer said, "I swear to God, it's not. I just tested it, and it turned pink." Well, there is a high false positive rate with this test. We had the situation down in uh, Bibb County where a woman had come home from the Georgia State Fair and had what she claimed was cotton candy. The police tested it on the spot. It tested positive for cocaine, and uh, she was arrested. And then they actually did the test on it, and guess what? It was cotton candy. It wasn't cocaine. Well, the police are having to drop the charge on Shy Wirtz, the 21-year-old quarterback for Georgia Southern because guess what? It turns out there was bird poop on his car. There was actually not cocaine on his car. And the police tested it in the field. It tested positive. The kid gets suspended from school. His life, he gets in headlines. It becomes a big story. 
and it turns out that there's no cocaine. It's actually bird poop, uh, which is just, you know, it's 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 sad. Um, it, it is sad, and I really do think that we're going to have to figure out something with these field tests because the field tests are we're continuing to get stories of these things and i'm uh, that's unfortunate so um <laughs> sorry since somebody the wrong commercial earlier having to respond while i'm on the air it's it's becoming a problem and you've got the situation now in gwinnett county where let's just face it more and more people are um, growing smoking using the edibles marijuana in the state of georgia and a lot of people are bringing it in from California. I was actually reading a fascinating article. What was it in? Oh, it wasn't a newspaper. It was a magazine. Um, essentially, what's going on is there are small growers in California who, because of the regulations in the state of California, are finding it more profitable to still engage in the illegal selling of marijuana onto the black market to distributors who move it to the East Coast. And Georgia is a hotbed of activity for California sales. And it's more so from California than it is from Colorado. And the reason is because the farmers in Colorado and California, you know, California prones to regulate. What California does not make illegal, it regulates out of existence. And so California is now imposing tons of regulations on marijuana farming. And those farmers are finding that they're having greater success selling to distributors who distribute to the East Coast where they can get more money. And they can also sell stronger marijuana. Well, this is one of the funny things about uh, regulation in California and in Colorado. A lot of the people who have been regular smokers of marijuana for years are complaining because California and Colorado are setting limits on how much um, THC, which is what gets you high in, in marijuana, how much THC can be in marijuana. And uh, people are outraged because they're not able to get as high as they once did. And so they're, the, the black market continues to thrive out there. The other problem you have that doesn't get really reported a lot is there's also a um, incursion of the Mexican drug cartels into Colorado and California, and organized crime is becoming a real problem in those areas. And people who are pro-marijuana try to downplay that story because they don't want states to come cracking down again. They don't want it to make illegal. Uh, but the argument had always been if you legalize this, the crime aspect of it is going to go away, actually. Organized crime and the Mexican drug cartels are being emboldened to shake down farmers in those areas. Well, a lot of the farmers now, they're just distributing to the East Coast, even coming to Georgia, but we've also legalized hemp here, and it's becoming very, very difficult for prosecutors. And we don't want to keep seeing these situations where someone is arrested, they're tarred and feathered in the press, in headlines, and it turns out that what they actually had wasn't something illegal, uh, like this poor kid from Georgia Southern. And I realized that wasn't marijuana, it was, it was cocaine, but it was actually bird poop. We're going to be dealing with this. Uh, events are moving faster than the law can keep up. That being said, let me make this point. I would prefer law to be reactionary than proactive because I don't want lobbyists writing laws, anticipating something, and then complicating burgeoning markets and whatnot. Uh, always have law be reactive. Never have it be proactive because you can't have a bunch of sinners writing laws anticipating something because other sinners will find a way around it. Uh, speaking of Georgia laws and whatnot, you've got on the Democratic side, there's a rush now for marijuana, recreational marijuana legalization in Georgia. Theresa Tomlinson um, and Ted Terry and others have come out in favor of it. Well, uh, there's some new video that's come out of Theresa Tomlinson who continues to, to show 
show what a terrible candidate she is. Uh, if you support small government, according to Teresa Tomlinson, you're not a patriot. Listen to this. She attacks my friend Grover Norquist as well in this. It's the framework in which we live our most prosperous life. And so this 40-year trek we have been on of demeaning and degrading our government, of saying things like uh, Grover Norquist says, we're going to drown our government in, in, our, in the bathtub. Well, let me tell you something. You can't love the flag we pledge allegiance to and hate the government it stands for. There, you can't love the flag and hate the government. So uh, paging all, you know, Ted Terry could capitalize on this. So she's telling you, you, you can't hate the government. You can't hate Donald Trump's government and claim to love the flag. I mean, th- that could certainly be twisted. But what she actually means, if you pay attention to her words. So Grover Norquist one time said, we want a government small enough that you could drown it in a bathtub if it ever got out of hand. Uh, it was it was actually a, a statement on his support for small government. And Teresa Tomlinson using Grover Norquist attacking him. Essentially, what Teresa Tomlinson is saying is that if you don't like big government, you can't be a patriot. But interestingly enough, maybe she's not thinking we live in the age of Donald Trump and she's saying you can't like the flag and hate the government. So progressives who are listening, this is one of the people who wants to be your candidate. And she's telling you that if you hate Donald Trump's government, you're not a patriot. Now, I thought the Democrats believed that you have to hate Donald Trump in order to be a patriot. You, you, Colin Kaepernick, you, you got to take a knee to the flag in order to love the government and, and whatnot. This, Teresa Tomlinson seems to be awful mixed up in this. This is a woman who wants to be the I Honestly, I keep waiting for a better candidate to show up for the Democrats, and I don't know that they are. Maybe Ted Terry is that candidate, but I don't think so. I mean, Ted Terry, by all accounts, he's a super nice guy. You'd love to have beer with him, um, but he's he's very, very progressive. He's very far to the left. He actually is, though, someone who takes his convictions very seriously. I don't know that Teresa Tomlinson does. She kind of comes off as an opportunist to me in all of these things that she says. It's like, what does she actually stand for? Uh, she stands for whatever she can say or do to get herself elected. And I just keep waiting for the Democrats to do better in Georgia, and they don't seem like they're going to do better here. This is what what a bizarre candidate she is. She's the former mayor of Columbus, Muskogee County. She was a moderate governor or moderate governor, moderate uh, mayor, and now she's trying to out progressive Ted Terry, who is the most progressive candidate in the race. You got uh, what Sarah Amico is thinking of running. She'll try to also be to the left. I, I really do think, I, I told you guys the other day, David Perdue and I were talking at the resurgent gathering and before we went on stage and, and we were kind of laughing about this this situation with the Democrats being so far to the left right now. And we both kind of agreed that they're going to run as far left as they can so far left. The debate stage that the Democrats are on is all going to flip over like Guam. Hank Johnson will start to worry about the debate stage. There will be so many people standing on the left side and you know we in in tom's in tomlinson's case we do have to give it to her she's actually an opportunist she's not actually a progressive at least with ted terry running the mayor of clarksville or clarkson uh, you can actually say this guy really believes it he knows what he believes and he's not afraid to explain it to you i'm not sure she believes anything other than you can't really support the flag if you don't support big government. You're not a patriot unless you want your taxes raised. Wow.
Just want to do a quick timeout for thanking Quip for being a longtime sponsor of this program. A lot of you, you got kids like me headed back to school and well, maybe they're hygienic. Honest to goodness, I'm not sure how often our kid bathed during the summer. Our, our oldest now is just about every day, but the 10-year-old, ah, well, time to get them back into <laughs> A good routine and quip is a great way to do it if they're having difficulties getting the well their teeth brushed on a regular basis get them a quip uh you know they, they've got a kid size version now but even the adult version it's fantastic long time user love it my wife uses it my daughter uses it guess need to get the 10 year old to start using it um it just it works it's one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the american dental association they're backed by over twenty five thousand dental professionals they've got thousands of five-star reviews verified five-star reviews no less it's just a great tooth brush it works it's so well designed it's only $25 if you go to getquip.com slash eric right now you get your first refill pack for free so you get your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash eric and what is that refill pack well every three months you get a new brush head so your quip stays up to date and fresh go to getquip.com slash eric right now and get this great deal the phone number here, 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I want to give you guys a heads up on something that's happening. Um, I, I got an email from uh, an acquaintance of mine who wanted to put it on my radar, and, and I've been waiting for this to happen in Georgia. Uh, it was only a matter of time before something like this happened, and it looks like it's going to begin. There is a group uh, out there that is essentially the Koch brothers for the left. And no, I'm not talking about George Soros. Everybody gets George Soros wrapped up in this stuff. Um, Soros has become the boogeyman to the right, as, as the Koch brothers have on the left. Um, there's actually a group called Arabella Advisors. And the way Arabella Advisors works is that progressives can give them money uh, as a tax write-off and they direct the money to progressive causes uh, that are behind the veneer of nonprofits. And they've been going around funding progressive action networks in states, uh, progressive uh, pro-abortion groups. And one of the latest things they've started doing is they've started funding left-wing news outlets to essentially go in, file lots of Open Records Act requests, to generate stories that are picked up by other media outlets that are designed to harass and uh, Republicans and put them in a very bad light. Uh, they, they are essentially, if you go back to the 19th century, Republicans and Democrats alike had their own news news outlets. Uh, there wasn't this uh, ob supposedly objective press that leaned left. Uh, you had Republican outlets and in, in, in you had Democratic outlets. You had conservative outlets and you had progressive outlets. And that's what they're doing here. They, they are building a group in Georgia. It's going to be a supposedly objective. They will cast themselves as an objective news outlet. And they're going to begin going to war with Republicans, trying to generate negative news stories against them that will be picked up around the state by local media. Uh, so keep your heads up for this. Yep, they they hired the the, the lefty guy from the AJC, the uh, op-ed guy, to start running this place. So get ready, Republicans. They're coming for you. I'm trying not to laugh. Uh, wait till y'all hear this. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. 
Uh, But I'm wow, we can all laugh together. Some of you may be outraged. The phone number here is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. PETA is asking Georgia to enact Sammy's law. Poor Sammy. Sammy died. And PETA wants us to avoid killing others like Sammy. Poor Sammy. Sammy is actually not a person, of course, because PETA, um, PETA is is not down with, with people rights. PETA only cares about animal rights. Uh, people are bad to PETA. Well, Sammy is a was a miniature donkey in Milton, and Sammy died on the 4th of July. PETA says that we need to ban fireworks again in Georgia. That we loosened the laws in 2015, and now we need to rein it in because... Sammy died, apparently of fright or something. Sammy, Sammy, uh, he went to the petting zoo in the sky because Sammy possibly likely a fright, according to, to PETA. Uh, we need sane and safe fireworks that don't sound like bombs bursting in air. What? That's the whole purpose of the 4th of July and the Star-Spangled Banner. I mean, John Adams said this, Georgia for a year. Now, if you're new to Georgia, I realize we have a lot of new listeners who haven't lived in Georgia in a long time, but for the longest time, the 4th of July in Georgia was the lamest of affairs. Because you could go to your local grocery store and you could get sparklers and puppets. You could get the the fireworks that just make little little sparks and make no sounds, just the little hiss of the fire. But in 2015, the men and women of the Georgia legislature finally decided to be patriotic and allow us to enjoy bombs bursting in air. Now you can go get the biggest stuff by law, allowed by law, and you can shoot it off into the night sky and enjoy your 4th of July. I bought so many fireworks in my hallway across from my office at home, I still have fireworks sitting on this table, giant canisters to take to my in-laws and fire off into the sky. They go up hundreds of feet and explode in giant chrysanthemum bursts. It's glorious. I've become notorious with the local fireworks vendor who happens to also be my kid's teacher who expects me to come. In fact, I bought so many fireworks for the 4th of July last year, they let them sell bigger stuff this year. And you're darn right I bought the bigger stuff. I love fireworks. When I was a kid in Louisiana during the summer, it was legal to shoot off the manly fireworks. And when I was a kid, we'd go get those big canisters and shoot them in the air. I was appalled to come to Georgia and find out you can only get the little girly fireworks that shoot the sparklers in the air as long as they don't make a sound. Come on, people. That's not the 4th of July. That's like the 4th of July for Unix. We want real 4th of Julys. We want bombs bursting in air. We want the potential to put your eye out, maybe be maimed and lose a hand. We want the potential because you know what? The revolutionaries in this country, they were willing to pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to have independence. We should be able to put our lives and fortunes on the line for the 4th of July. Can I get an amen? 
this is ridiculous. A miniature donkey possibly died of fright on the 4th of July, and now we have to lose our right to shoot fireworks in the air? This is absolutely ridiculous. And that's what they want. Thankfully, thankfully, we have Governor Brian Kemp. And I have a hard time believing he's going to put us back to the dark ages of pitiful 4th of July in Georgia. I mean, think of all the businesses that would be put out of business that are sprung up around the state. Now, it's still not like Alabama and, and South Carolina. You go to Alabama and South Carolina, I mean, you cross the Alabama line and you got those great on, on I-20. And I think down 85 as well, you cross the state line, you got those massive fireworks vendors. I've never actually been in there. What I have learned, though, is that you've got the huge facades and then the store is really, really tiny. It's really kind of depressing. Now, in South Carolina, that's where the, 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 the real, real people go. Because you can buy the the giant fireworks in the gas station. I kid you not. You take exit 8 in South Carolina on your way to Hilton Head and that gas station. Y'all know where I'm talking about. You, you, You get off at exit 8 in South Carolina when you come up from Savannah. And you turn to the you, you turn to the right. There's a gas station right there. You can buy like the industrial sized fireworks. Stuff that is still even banned in Georgia. It's too big for Georgia. And it's glorious. I might have bought some one time. It's glorious, people. I'm not encouraging you to break the law. I'm just telling you, wow. And here comes PETA. Please, please stop making noise because miniature donkeys may die on the 4th of July. This is embarrassing. We should all be embarrassed for PETA. They have no shame. Now, Laura and Tyrone, you disagree with me. Uh, I'll allow it. Welcome. Hi, Eric. I agree with most of what you say, but I'm not a fan of PETA in any way, size, shape, or form. They do more to harm animals than do But you don't like the fireworks. I hate the fireworks. It does cause injury to animals. Dogs get loose and get killed. It's just, you're a, a responsible person, most likely, but when you live out in the suburbs on a farm, people shoot them off over your farm and it's just a mess. Well, you know, I, I will tell you, I do get aggravated with the people who stay up at 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning waking my kids up, still shooting well past yeah. the, the, the lawful limits. And and so certainly, I mean, you know, they adjusted the law to curtail that, and we actually had sheriff's deputies come through our neighborhood and, and threatened to lock kids up who were out after midnight still shooting fireworks this year. So certainly there are people who abuse it. I just don't think that all of us who... I mean, my kids and I, we love to shoot the fireworks together that we should be punished because a miniature donkey died. Well, it's not just that. It's it's that we can't predict anymore when people are going to be shooting off fireworks. At least if it's only on major holidays, we're prepared for it. But now it seems like it's for two weeks before and two weeks after. And I live in a, in a horse community and... It can be a real problem. I'm lucky because my horses are sort of desensitized from Mm -hmm. all the gunshots we hear all the time. (laughs) Oh, wow. Horses, well, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we're trying to because de- because our dog certainly does not like the fireworks. I, I get your point. I, I I really do, and I don't want to make make light of that because you're right. There are some people. I mean, for example, over Christmas holidays, the people start firing the the New Year's fireworks exactly. weeks before they've even gotten out of school. So I do understand that's a problem, Laura. Thank you very much for your phone call, but 
I just don't want my rights to shoot glorious fireworks sky high in the air taken away because some idiot is abusing it. We should round up the idiots. I just, I've always loved fireworks, y'all. I'm sorry. I have ever since I was little. My wife, before we got married, came over to Louisiana to my parents' house. We lived right next to the police station. She was horrified. I was out there in the street um, shooting fireworks and the police, most of whom I was kin to, uh, we lived in a small town, came out and they were shooting with us. It was glorious. She thought we were going to get arrested. It's like, no, this is what we do here. And then I came to Georgia and you had the, the wimpy little sparkler fireworks. You couldn't even get a good Roman candle in Georgia. And now you can. And I don't want to go back. And I'm sorry. My dog hates them too. But I love fireworks. So do my kids. It's something we do. Father, daughter, son time. We stand out in the cul-de-sac. And all of our neighbors in the neighborhood. I mean, this is what we did for the 4th of July. Uh, me and Buddy down the street, we set, it, we set up shop. We had a ton of fireworks. And all the other neighbors, they just came and stood in the road and watched us shoot fireworks. It was fantastic. We, I mean, we were covered in just black gunk and had to get up the next day and clean it all up. But... It was wonderful. We should not be deprived of the ability to celebrate the 4th of July as John Adams intended. Can I get an amen? Christine and Decatur, welcome to Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Hi, Eric. I love your show. Thank you. I wanted to let you know, um, 4th of July is my favorite holiday. I love my Christian holidays, but that's my favorite celebration. And I have a farmhouse in Tennessee out in the country. And every year, we all gather from out of town and everywhere, and we throw huge fireworks. Now, they're they're very available in Tennessee, too. Right. But the best thing is that we buy them from the volunteer fire department. <laughs> That's they fantastic. Huge, huge uh, collection. We get it. We all, me and all my friends get them there. We probably spend $500 or more on fireworks and give to the volunteer fire department. <laughs> so I always try to remind now, remember where I live. <laughs> <laughs> that That's awesome. Thank you very it much for awesome. calling, Christine. I appreciate it very much. Chris and Cumming, you're next. Welcome. Eric, hey, buddy. It's always good talking with you. You too. Um, Yes, yeah, so you know, I'm sure like Clint Eastwood's horse was trained to handle a 44 caliber handgun. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm like, yeah, I, I love those mortar things, man. It puts on a great show. Oh yeah, it sure uh, does. Yeah, yeah and it, it, I, I realize it, it. It does freak out animals, and there are a lot of veterans with PTSD who, during the Fourth of July and oh, New Year's, gosh, yeah. you, you, know, you that's gotta a very good point. You, you gotta be concerned, point. but yeah, yeah I mean. I just, I'm, I'm totally, totally, totally down with shooting fireworks. I, I enjoy with my kids for the 4th of July. We really don't do it too much for, for New Year's. Um, we will occasionally, but in Georgia, at least where, where we live, our local fireworks stands and stuff, they don't really have all the super cool stuff for New Year's that they do for 4th of July. Um, I got to go over to the place in Alabama, though, because I hear they have the best stuff. Uh, you know, if you go out I-20, uh, just cross the Georgia line, you drive maybe five miles. There are those two giant fireworks stores on either side of the interstate, and I hear they have the most awesome stuff. All right, we got to move on. When we come back, we got more local news, and we got the gun control issue. Three, two, one, zero. All engine running. 
It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. The issue over gun control measures in Congress are heating up. Uh, Georgia Senator David Perdue expressing some skepticism. Uh, Georgia House Republicans as well expressing skepticism on, on how to go. The president, however, signaling he would be open to a compromise on background checks, more comprehensive background checks. He's not saying what that actually means. Uh, the Democrats are saying that doesn't go far enough. The Democrats want the president to support not just increased background checks, but the so-called um, gun show loophole they want closed, the private buyer loophole they want closed, and they want an assault weapons ban. They're circulating data that shows that in the years following the assault weapons ban, that the number of attacks using what they call assault weapons, now again, I'm using the language in the media. You and I both know there's no such thing as an assault weapon. An assault weapon is a gun liberals don't like. Uh, but they are they're, they're saying that the numbers fell dramatically and then increased. The, the most curious thing is there's been a huge spike in the last number of years. During the, you know, I pointed this out during the Obama administration, and it made a lot of people mad. And it is that the um, the number of mass shootings skyrocketed in the later years of the Obama administration. And people read that as me blaming Barack Obama. That was never the case. Me pointing it out. People just hypersensitive to the issue. And um, they, I mean, they just lost their mind over it by me pointing it out. It's just, it's interesting to me that in just the last number of years, there's been, the, and it was really the end of the Obama administration. We saw this big spike. And then of course we had the Las Vegas shooting, um, I wish there's apparently a candidate in Georgia. I, I don't know which one I will find out, but there, there's a Republican running for Congress in one, either the sixth or the seventh. I don't know which one, uh, but actually believes that the Las Vegas shooting was staged. My goodness. Uh, people have lost their minds. It, it's it's a reminder that as much as the left has gone insane these days, there are people on the right who are insane as well, really believing that it was like Alex Jones conspiracy. What do, what do they call it? The um, uh, false flag, false flag. Yes, uh, that it was a false flag situation. Wow. Uh, also, uh, you need to know that uh, the left is beginning to get upset with CNN. Thanks to the Washington Free Beacon, I find this very funny. Since their hometown network, quasi, I'm using air quotes around hometown network. They're mostly moved to New York now. It's a poor ghost town over at the CNN Center. It makes me sad. Uh, but it, it's, it's very interesting. So, you know, the, the left is blowing up Equinox because Equinox and SoulCycle, the, the health and fitness company, they're one of their major investors, a uh, guy whose last name is Ross. It's not Wilbur, the Commerce Secretary. It's some other Ross guy. He's holding a fundraiser for Donald Trump. Well, this guy also owns Hudson Yard in New York City. If you've never been to Hudson Yard, Hudson Yard is this massive new development in New York City, right on the Hudson River. It is a, a fan. I mean, they're still building it. And CNN moved from the Time Warner Center because Time Warner is now owned by AT&T. And they moved to Hudson Yard. 
And it, they built this huge facility for CNN there. CNN contracted to stay there until 2034. And Hudson Yard is owned by this guy. And so the left is livid with CNN that they're renting from this guy. And in fact, uh, progressives are now sending out emails and tweets talking about companies whose employees and managers are giving money to Donald Trump. And, and we should discuss this aspect of wokeness that's happening. And poor old Taylor Swift, they've just forced her to go all woke if she wants to have any business left in Hollywood. For those of you who don't know, and I assume most of you do, um, but the left has adopted this this word, and man, it's, it's just such a garbage word, woke wokeness it's like i was trying to explain to my kids so sarah uh, taylor swift is trying to be woke and so she's lamenting wearing five thousand dollars in in shoes and some outfit five thousand dollars she's wearing in this photo shoot for vogue and she's complaining about the rights of everyone who's not cisgendered white hetero has been taken taken and, and what is cisgender it's it's basically the 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 woke progressives are trying to make their religion sound sciency and so they've taken the the, the idea of the, the of cis which comes from chemistry about a a the bond between molecules and so if you are cisgendered, it means that your sexual that that your sex and your gender are the same. In other words, you're a normal person. Um, it, so if you're cisgendered or cis hetero, it means that you are male and you identify as male. Now, I realize that there are people out there who are convinced due to mental issues that even though God made them male or female, that they aren't actually. And the the psychology books out there still say it's a mental uh, issue, but of course the progressives are lobbying desperately to get the American Psychological Association to take that out of the, what is it, the DSM or, or whatever it is. Um, and they haven't succeeded yet, but uh, the left is continuing down the warpath of trying to make this happen. So Sailor Swift comes out and says that, oh, rights are being taken away from everyone unless you're white, cisgendered, hetero, male, and here she is wearing $5,000 in shoes. It's ridiculous. Um, Kid Rock, of course, making a really inappropriate remark about Taylor Swift saying she's trying to get into Hollywood. And they're all still really upset about her not coming out in support of Hillary in 2016. But this is happening across the board. Uh, th this is part of religion these days on the left where th you've got to align with their religious values, which are secular values, secularism becoming a religion. And there are corporations out there that aren't. I mean, for example, look at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a business run by people who are Christians. Well, Christianity is a conflicting religion with wokeness, and so Chick-fil-A is bad and must be punished because you, if you're a Christian, you're a heretic to the secular age. And Well, progressives are now coming out against Equinox and SoulCycle because the one of the major investors supports Donald Trump. Therefore, he is not woke. Therefore, he must be punished. Uh, they're also circulating lists. So, for example, executives at uh, Hardee's, which is also Carl's Jr., uh, Wendy's, McDonald's, and a number of other corporations have given money to Donald Trump. And therefore, there are people being urged to boycott these restaurants and other businesses. It's not just them. You've got the Home Depot situation um, with not Arthur Blank, the other one, Bernie Marcus. Here in Atlanta, the progressives don't want... It's got to be really hard to keep up with wokeness, isn't it? Uh, now, I read the other day that an app has come out 
where maybe it was the Babylon. I don't think it was the Babylon Bee. I think this was real. It, it wouldn't surprise. This sounds real. That someone has produced an app where you can go in and find out the wokeness of the store you're doing business with. Or if you're in a grocery store, scan the barcode of the item and figure out how woke. Now, they're not using the term woke, but that's what it is. Uh, you can determine whether or not the company or corporation or individual behind the product has either given money to Donald Trump or is conservative or Christian or anything like that. So you can boycott them. Can you imagine going through the grocery store with your phone, scanning barcodes to see if you can buy the Rice Krispies? Uh, because did any person at the company that manufactured, what is it, Kellogg? I don't know. Um, Kellogg, I think, yeah, Rice Krispies. Did anyone at this company give money to any Republican or are they Christian or support conservative causes so that you can buy or not buy the product? I don't have enough time in my day to do this. Who has the time? You you know who has the time to do these sorts of things? Religious zealots. That's who has the time to do these things. Religious zealots. Wokeness is a religion. And you know what they're, they're being really upset about now? You know, the latest thing is that companies like Walmart that are getting rid of any displays of violence in the stores, that they don't really mean it. And so you should see, even though Walmart is is bowing to the mob and getting rid of signs for guns, any violent video games on display, they're still going to sell them. And because they're still going to sell the guns, and they're still going to sell the violent video games, and they're still going to sell the TVs on which you can watch violent content, they're not really woke, and they still need to be punished. This is the, the Spanish Inquisition, except it's the secular Inquisition, and they're out to get everyone who doesn't believe them. And that's why I still think, though there is some really troubling data for Republicans out there right now on the suburbs, Donald Trump still has a fighting chance, as does the GOP, because the left has lost their mind in pursuit of wokeness. Just want to do a quick timeout for thanking Quip for being a longtime sponsor of this program. A lot of you, you got kids like me headed back to school, and well... Maybe they're hygiene. Honest to goodness, I'm not sure how often our kid bathed during the summer. Our, our oldest now is just about every day, but the 10-year-old, ah, well, time to get them back into a good routine, and Quip is a great way to do it. If they're having difficulties getting the well their teeth brushed on a regular basis, get them a Quip. Uh, you know, they, they've got a kid-sized version now, but even the adult version, it's fantastic. Long-time user, love it. My wife uses it. My daughter uses it. I guess I need to get the 10-year-old to start using it. Um, it just, it works. It's one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals. They've got thousands of five-star reviews, verified five-star reviews, no less. It's just a great tooth brush it works it's so well designed it's only $25 if you go to getquip.com slash eric right now you get your first refill pack for free so you get your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash eric and what is that refill pack well every three months you get a new brush head so your quip stays up to date and fresh go to getquip.com slash eric right now and get this great deal the phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, the gun control conversation heats up. Here's the president uh, on the White House South Lawn uh, earlier today. I don't care politically. I don't want to have crazy people having guns. I don't care politically. I don't want to have crazy people having guns. Doesn't want to have crazy people having guns. Uh, and so there is a move afoot to try to do that. Sam Olins, the former uh, attorney general in Georgia, has come out and said the um, the state needs to 
change a prior law that requires that anyone who had been involuntarily committed in the state uh, should have their name removed from the list after five years, uh, five years after release. And Republicans, the media works very, very hard to make sure Republicans are in a difficult spot here because much like illegal immigration, the media has picked a side in this. They're not willing to convey the facts. And by the way, I got to say, I am not an expert on guns. I I own uh, a shotgun. I own a couple ARs. I own a lot of handguns, but I'm not an expert. Uh, caliber and all of that. I, I know I got a nine millimeter. I, I, I know what my ARs are. I know I got a 12 gauge shotgun. I, I'm not an expert, but I know more than almost anyone in the media mouthing off on the subject. And it's really, really embarrassing. Uh, I heard a reporter today talk about a semi-automatic gun was equivalent to a machine gun. Think about that. Someone is actually a reporter saying that. I'll get into the immigration story here in a minute that everybody's buzzing about today. But first, uh, I I think we need to commend Grant Rivera. Grant Rivera, he's he's making national headlines, actually. He is the uh, school superintendent uh, in Marietta. And he has got a $10,000 bonus. He's entitled to one every three years under his contract. And he donated that. Instead of keeping it for himself, uh, Grant Rivera donated it. Uh, to a foundation in Marietta. Uh, I just had the name of the foundation. There it is, Marietta Schools Foundation. Uh, And he did it in order to help students applying to college. Now, what you say, why, huh? Well, the application fees for colleges have continued to go up. The average cost now to apply, so you got to pay money for a college to send you a rejection letter, or not, uh, but it's $43. And some schools, it's 70 to $90. And so Rivera got a $10,000 bonus, and he donated the money to the Marietta Schools Foundation so students in the senior class can apply when, or can apply for a grant from the foundation, and the foundation will pay the cost of their college application fees. And you know, uh, by and large, you apply to multiple colleges because rejection right, rates can be high. So in Georgia, for example, you may apply to, to Mercer. You, you may apply to Emory. God knows why. Uh, you may apply to UGA, uh, Georgia Tech, Kennesaw State, uh, Georgia Military College. You, Georgia, um, Georgia Southern, wherever. Uh, you, you put in your applications to all of them, and that adds up. I mean, you're talking, I mean, what, you're talking close to $1,000? I mean, depending on the fee, I mean, 100 200 okay, $400. You're talking $400 in fees, depending on how many you apply for. That adds up. It gets expensive. You've already had to take the, the SAT or the ACT, you got to do all the other stuff they require of you these days for school. It's become a real racket. And then you got to pay the application fee on top of it. And so he's now going to cover the cost for the students in Marietta. Sets a very high bar for other school superintendents. A lot of people praising him. I suspect there are some school superintendents around, around the state who are golf clapping him. <laughs> now, let us turn to this immigration issue because this story actually kind of makes me mad. The way the media is covering it, and I've gotten some blowback from people in the uh, Christian community who support uh, immigration and aid to refugees, 
And I think they're wrong on this. I, I absolutely think they're wrong, and we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this. I'm talking about the case that's buzzing. I'm seeing progressives all over attack Donald Trump. By the way, there is no evidence Donald Trump is actually responsible for this, and it seems very likely, according to Immigration and Customs Enforcement, that this would have happened under Barack Obama or George W. Bush as well. I'm talking, of course, about Jimmy al-Dawood, who was um, deported to Iraq, and he died. And it is a sad tragedy, and we should all acknowledge it as a tragedy. But so much of the media, in fact, one news story I saw, you had to go to the 24th paragraph. If you waited that long in the story, you didn't read it and get outraged and give up. You had to go to the 24th paragraph to find out why he was deported. So Jimmy Aldoud, he has mental health problems and diabetes, and it's a sad case. He was detained by immigration services. He is not an American citizen. He's in his 40s. He came here as six-month-old uh, from Iraq during the Iraq-Iran War. He has never been to Iraq. He doesn't speak the language. He is, for all intents and purposes, American. It's the only country he's ever known, but he's not an American citizen. And he's been deported. Though a judge or he had been detained by ICE, a judge ordered him released. I kid you not that within days of his release, he broke into a vehicle. See, uh, Jimmy Aldoud, who has mental health issues, he doesn't always take his medicine. He's been convicted more than 20 times over two decades. His convictions uh, include assault, domestic violence, home invasion, larceny for motor vehicles, disorderly conduct. And so he got deported. And yeah, it's it's sad. Uh, this is a guy who needed help. ICE says, and, and see the implication here is he died of something else. Um, the immigration sent him, when they sent him to Iraq, they deported him to his home country, to Iraq. He wasn't welcome there. They didn't want him, but we weren't keeping him because 20 convictions over two decades, we booted him out of the country. He wasn't an American citizen. And they sent him a, a, a sufficient supply for maintenance, according to ICE, for diabetes and his mental health issues, which suggests if he died that quickly after getting to Iraq, there's something else in the story we're missing. But everyone is blaming Donald Trump for this. Why not blame Jimmy al why, why is Donald Trump to blame for a man being deported by Immigration and Customs Enforcement when Immigration and Customs Enforcement says under the protocol he would have been deported under any president? 20 convictions. No reason to put him in an American prison when you can deport him. You can say that's wrong, and a lot of my friends say that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. I think it was the right decision. He's not an American. If you come here and you are not an American citizen, you are fundamentally under an obligation to respect our laws. And this is this is where I'm going to make people mad, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to make you mad. But if you're having that many problems and that many emotional problems, where is your family in this? Where is, in his case, I'm assuming he's Muslim, where's the mosque? I would ask where the church was if he was a Christian this is part of the problem here that doesn't go said, and it should be said that there is a local social safety net 
that failed this guy. And yes, let's admit this local social safety net, the family, the nonprofits in the area, they failed this guy. But there's only so much you can do if you don't want assistance, if you don't want help, and you're not going to be put somewhere to keep yourself out of harm. There's only so much that can be done. And, and the federal government ultimately given the option, are we going to put him in jail or are we going to send him to his home country? They sent him to his own country and he is now dead. It is a tragedy. But it's not the wrong decision by the federal government. If you haven't heard, uh, some of the people whose names were circulated as Trump donors by Joaquin Castro, the congressman, are beginning to get death threats and harassment, uh, which is totally predictable, totally what he expected would happen. Uh, And, of course, he's denying it, uh, which is... Uh, pitiful. Now, one of them, however, Bill Miller Barbecue, targeted by Joaquin Castro, they showed up today at Bill Miller Barbecue in San Antonio, Texas, and nobody could get in because the line wrapped around the door. People come in, Democrats, Republicans alike, by the way, it wasn't just a, a Republican event there, uh, showed up at this local barbecue joint that is an institution in San Antonio, Texas, and wanted to support them, uh, which is awesome. Good for them. Uh, so uh, I want you guys to have a good weekend asking for your prayers. The new show starts Monday morning and Christy has her scans on Tuesday. So it's going to be a stressful week here in the Erickson household. You guys have a great weekend.